Welcome back to another episode of You Didn't Ask with Frankie and Tish. Stranger. Have you ever seen that stupid TikTok? It's like stuck in my head because it's stranger. And you want to know what's even stranger? Things. Yes, things. (laughs) Things are always stranger. Than other things? (laughs) I don't know. Some things are stranger than other things. Well, so many things are strange. And then there's stranger things and really strange things. Oh, true. So smart. (laughs) That just connection just hit right now. That things are stranger than the things that are already strange. Mm -hmm. Even stranger. More strange. You know, and truth is stranger than things. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys have figured out that we're going to be talking about step-by-steps on how to bake an apple pie, Mm -hmm. you were correct. It's strange, (laughs) and it's a thing. (laughs) So being a... Kind of, I would even call us. We're like a hormity, a comor. Hormity? Can you get hormity? Hormity? Or that's a whore melody. (laughs) (laughs) A whore comedy. We're a, we're a, I don't know, a comorer. Whatever. A (laughs) comorer. We're getting deeper and darker into dirty things. Strange Strange things. things. (laughs) Even stranger than the regular dirty things. Dirtier things. I think we just made a new show. So, yeah, being a, a horror hobbyist a horror, yeah, or a leisure travel <laughs> horror hobby comedy podcast. I don't know what we are. What the heck are we? Strange things. Yeah, we are strange. We're strange and unusual. Yeah. Strange and unusual things. Yeah, I don't know that we fit any specific category no, other than you can't label us a category of stranger things yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so in our love for the dark and the morbid and sci-fi and all things 80s and sarcastic and hilarious and yeah comedy um things that make you go hmm. random adventures like how could we not like so many others out there be in love with stranger things like it was i guess from inception Okay, we let me there. let let me say this. I know how I got into Stranger Things, but I want to hear your Stranger Things origin story. Oh, I constantly surf th- through things like like Netflix and stuff for something interesting to watch, mm-hmm. and it showed up. And I seen the cover of it, and I was just like, "That kind of looks like the Goonies." Mm-hmm. Check. Okay, that you you already like enticed me a little bit on here. Then um, I seen that it was sci-fi and horror from, like, the little trailer that I seen. And I was like, okay. okay. And then I'm like, this looks like, it's a, a you know, during the 80s, a little something I can identify with. And I, I just from the trailers, I was, like, sold. Me and my husband were like, oh, cool. This looks interesting. We clicked on the first episode. And it was just like, I don't know if you guys ever, <laughs> I'm dating myself again, ever watched the series Lost like it just became a fucking time warp. Like you, like as soon as we played it, it like we. I don't. I don't think we we stayed up as long as we could that night watching as many episodes. We both had to go work the next day, and then I remember sending you a message. It mm-hmm. was like a nine one one emergency text. Yeah. So <laughs> I was with my mom, and you messaged me, and I was like, "What?" Like, okay. So the thing is, is that Tish and I 
are very similar and we have a lot of things in common but what we don't have in common is sort of baffles us sometimes because it's usually like movie and tv type stuff and you would think if we have all these same interests that we would be into the same shows but it's just not so like she's so down and i know i'm gonna get so many haters for this but i don't care i'm putting myself out there she is game of thrones i've never watched one episode and that's where your mistake is (laughs) well you know what i absolutely love game of thrones up until a certain point and there's a certain point i've heard season eight right right i've heard the tragedy of that right like i think that's why i won't bring myself to watch it now i was like there's no way i'm going to invest myself into that great of a show to be let down so horribly at the end i don't even want to know i would rather not go through that it's the journey it's the journey who cares how it ends because you you can still watch that and just being like i would have did it differently i have enough tragedy (laughs) in my real life i'm just saying you're i don't want to get invested in hot muscly men's tragedy (laughs) too or peter dinklage He's amazing. He is my one of my top favorite actors. And I don't wanna I don't need his character to be revealed in full to me. I don't want to know how evil he is. I don't want to know how good he is. I don't want to know if he lives or dies. In the books, he's the main character. So I don't agree how they they took some of the elements from the books and changed them for what they they are. But they did a fantastic job and his character I know spoilers for anyone who um watches like you would have to watch this, but his character is like an integral part of the whole story and it's many layers. There's so I many characters. So I should just break down and freaking watch it. I mean I'm saying like the first the first season, like the first couple episodes I was like eh and then I got through the first season and I was like, holy shit. It's like so fuck and it like it has magic. It has you know, it does have raunchy sex and violence and stuff like that, but that's during medieval times, that was just the norm. That that's what <laughs> life was like, okay? In the so. days of yesteryear. <laughs> but it's like the 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 quality of how much that went into the story, you just it's so intricate and detailed and there's so much shit going on that's like for me is like that's what I want. Well, I should get on board, but my my lazy ADHD brain says no for some reason. I'm going to break down and do what I think. But I think the other thing, too, that's hard for me is that because we tend to have a lot of differences when it comes to what we like watching, there's often times where you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And, like, I just don't get it. Or I've told you, oh, my gosh, I love this and I can't get over it. And you're just like, I don't understand. So... It's hard sometimes to be like, okay, but this is what you said about the last show. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. for you, it was amazing or vice versa. Like there's tons of stuff too that I'm like, oh, and you would never, like you couldn't ever, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's weird. Yeah. And I, 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 but I've had, I I know exactly what you're talking about. There's, I think what we're really saying is like, there's different things that we look for and what we're watching. And sometimes those things intertwine. And then Stranger Thing comes out. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> and it's brilliant. And right. It's all... And I think the reason why it's because of both of us like it. Like, it's a wide range of people who can really appeal to the yeah, show. It's and so understand and, yeah. Well written. Like, we were talking how I, I tend to really relate to Joyce. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and you, I mean, yeah. you mostly, she has a, a direct connection, like a parallel life with you. So, but but she's the character that I just relate to most. Yeah, I feel like I would be living in a trailer park <laughs> or like a beat <laughs> rundown house, too. No, I'm just joking about that. But, um. It's just I, I have two sons. They're the character. Both of the sons are very similar to the personality of my sons. 
I feel some weird, like almost like that's weird, and that that's this is something I identify with. With also being, it was like the Duffer Brothers wrote you. They right. followed you. Yeah, they followed me around. They like they knew my life, and they. <laughs> They made a character out of it. Now, um, I mean, she even has a guy that she's in love with named Hopper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mysteriously looks kind of like my husband. Weird. No. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's just some of the things that I like. But I love sci-fi. I love mystery. I love horror. And like you got all three of those things, those genres kind of wrapped into that. And then I think, like, the artwork that's done, the, the story, how they intertwine so much stuff in there, like, subtly. There's a lot to be said about each episode and, like, I guess the story arcs. I was going to say, so I, I totally took us off track, too, because of I was in the middle of the origin story and it turned to Game of Thrones. Well, the whole point, was, the point, like, the whole point was that, like, I give you suggestions and, like, 99 times out of 100, like... I say, like, no! <laughs> I'm not going to even try. <laughs> I'm not going to look that direction. Shut it down. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, kind of. I was just trying to, like, be like, okay, I'll watch it. Like, kind of whatever. But I knew you sensed that that wasn't true. So you called me and you're like, no, you need to watch this. And I'm like, why? And then you start describing, like, Goonies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. E.T., old school Steven Spielberg, like, all these feelings that you were getting from this. And then you're like, and it's 80s. But it's not 80s, like, when you're watching a show and you're like, hey, cute, they're trying to do the 80s. It's, like, authentically 80s. And I was like, hmm, Really? You'll let me see. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I think we started it at like, I don't know, six or seven o'clock at night mm-hmm. and stayed up to the next day. Like every time an episode, we, do you want to watch another one? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go to bed really, but we stayed up and watched the whole thing in one shot. I, I watch a lot of shows on Netflix and all those other, uh, you know, streaming services. I'm not promoting anybody right now, but um, it's really hard for me to be engaged in a show that I actually want to binge watch. Like for me, I'll like a sh- episode. And I'm like, oh, I'll see the next one tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, I've been waiting for something to really captivate me, and that it had been a long time coming for a show like this. Yeah, I have a, a really good gauge of like cutting things off too. I'm like, okay, it's getting to be nine p.m. This is the last one I'm gonna watch. I'll start the next one tomorrow, and then. With that one, I couldn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just stayed up. Good thing I didn't have to work the next day. Yeah, yeah. so needless to say, we became obsessed, right? So Season then one. I was like, oh my god, I watched your show. It was so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, we were so excited about it that when new, like, seasons came out, we're like, we have to binge watch the last season or the whole thing all over again. And then before we watch the new season. Because, yeah, we're weirdos like that. <laughs> now, since we've waited so long, us being like into horror and comedy it's surprising that we're barely getting to this now we've decided to sort of critique talk about different theories and model our lives based on the show (laughs) so if there's anyone out there that has not watched stranger things yet i don't know who you are for a reason (laughs) um go stop (laughs) this now we can't be friends you need to just turn this these are choices that i've made (laughs) so if you haven't yet 
I highly recommend it. Go and watch it now. You won't be able to stop or all the way up to season four. Um, with season five, they say it as the last season. And if you have watched Stranger Things, but you have not gotten to season four yet, then do not listen right now. Watch it and then come back and finish the episode because <laughs> there will be spoiler alerts. Unless you don't mind spoilers, then hey, hi, hang on. <laughs> Hello. We'll tell you everything. We'll try not to get into too much detail about stuff, but it may slip out. So. Yeah. Be warned. So starting off... From season one? From season one, I guess, just because it was the first, Mm -hmm. it was forever my favorite. Yeah. Because it's the first time that, you know, like when you saw Jurassic Park for the first time, and there was that huge, wow, amazing, we'd never seen anything like it before, Mm -hmm. incredible thing. And then you were still excited about the next Jurassic Park, but it wasn't as that cool as that same, like, first time, you know? It's like you got to know the characters, they're innocent, it's establishing everything. Right. Like, you're seeing all the parts, all the components, even before you know anything else is going to be more than what Right, and nothing's been revealed yet, either. So it's like when they say when you're watching a horror movie, it is terrifying until the bad guy's revealed and it makes it less scary Mm -hmm. once you know what it looks like. So in season one, you're like, what the fuck? Is it alien? Is it supernatural? Mm -hmm. Is it uh, paranormal? Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell is it? And it very much feels like from the get-go, at least for me, that it's trying to allude to it being alien. Like, that's how I got it from the beginning. I think from that, too, like, I knew with, like, seeing, like, the the portal that, like, again, either I thought it was alien or some, like, interdimensional type of thing and the way the boys were describing it, like, you know, with, like, the upside down, like, it's also resonated as being something, like, parallel. Parallel universe, correct. But I I just imagined it being, like, initially. Mm -hmm. They're alluding to this, but... I'm so used to being tricked, and I like that, mm-hmm. that it could be anything. So don't make any assumptions. And, like, there's this, like, and especially, weird, like, like, being in a barn with a shotgun and something out in the country, which is, like, every, like, cornfield-type, aliens-type, Yeah, you know? and I love they were pulling stuff from stuff that we already know to try to make us think that it's going in directions, but at the same time leading us different ways. And then, like, I know. That there's so many connections to, to 80s pop culture, like, yes. from the get-go. Even that scene where Will is in the shed with mm-hmm. the gun is so reminiscent to me but in a parallel universe way in a dark evil way of like the initial contact with et mm-hmm. where elliot's throwing the ball into the shed mm-hmm. Ooh, i'm getting chills talking about it but they took it another path so there's like all these little like winks and bows to what's come before you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. paying homage to yeah and like in every type of conspiracy theory maybe that was out there that's been around for a really long time in the 80s to current, like they're kind of like touching on things that people are already like kind of afraid of and pulling that into that too. Like it's so well done, so interweaved. There's a lot of details, a lot of things that you could miss if you're not paying attention. It's really worthy of watching over and over. And for me, I rarely do that. For me, like once I like one and done type of thing. I yeah. know the story I, now that it's been revealed. I don't feel like I need to come back into it because I've already experienced it. And I don't see the point of the second experience. But when I truly love something, I'll go back in and look for nuances and right. things that I rediscover, right. rediscover or discover new things that you missed the first time. Yes, yeah, that's totally what it's about for me. And every time that I've watched it. I've realized something new and made new connections, especially because now you have more story. Mm -hmm. So you can go back and see things that you hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. 
which is like incredible for me. I mean, I, I, I've seen it. I can't even tell you how many times, at least season one. Season one for me was also the scariest. Mm-hmm. So I watched it all the way through the first time. Went to bed scared, was scared in the dark for a couple days. And then I told my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, <laughs> cute, that he needed to watch the show too. So I was like, eh, okay, you know, whatever. And we watch it. I was just as terrified the second time. And where, where he lived at the time, when you exited his house, you had to go like around the corner to get to the laundry. It was like attached to his building still, but you had to go around <laughs> a dark corner. There's no way. I woke his ass up and I was like demigorgons are coming after me or i don't know what it is and i don't want to be out there to find out so you need to get your butt over here it really scared me and now i can watch it like nothing like i'm not terrified of it at all so whatever resonated with me at that point in my life it caught me really good well like for me like i i don't think i was that scared i just loved being entertained that way like i love scary movies in that regard and i think like the whole like just the experience of the mystery and like trying to solve it in my brain as as like I, i'm also being scared at the same time is really, really what it is for me but i i couldn't help like connecting with the characters and the characters is really like all of them had personalities that were resonated with you somehow resonated yeah. like th- these kids would be someone that I would have hung out with because I was or they nerd. have similarities to people that you actually know right and, yeah because I was that nerd that would would be in a group of people like that at that age so like I, for me that like that made sense like I'm like I felt like I would just kind of I don't know, uh, part of the experience almost like just sitting there and watching that and like it's so familiar like nostalgic yeah. And I was like, that to me was like, was really cool about season one. So that's probably what connected most, I think, with our generation, honestly, is like it was familiar and it was accurate. Yeah. And the kids were making all the mistakes every single like kid that would have made. There's right. no, there's nothing in question as like, oh, she went for the guy she's supposed to be, but she made, no, she made the stupid the mistake. She went for the guy that was popular. Right. Which is <laughs> like, what, yeah, exactly. And, kids and her, that age would have done. Yeah, yeah. And her friend was warning her stuff. And of course she was like, oh, um, I, I'm telling you that Poor I want. Poor Barb. Yeah. You know, well, Barb should have left. I need a, no, I need to spill a little bit of water um, water out for barb for my poor barb i want her to come back there's i I hate to you were going somewhere but barb was in it for so little of a time but i loved that character so much that every single new episode and every single new season i was like they can create a storyline that'll bring barb back (laughs) and i thought at each time that was going to be it i still have not given up on barb (laughs) let me tell you I think for her, like, I would have wished just that, like, you know, she just was like, okay, if you're going to be like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Like, she didn't just sit I feel all like I was, I was sort of like that, but I kind of related to Barb because I've been that friend where you feel like you cannot leave your friends alone. Like, you feel a sense of responsibility and you know in your heart that you shouldn't be there and you should just go, but you can't let them hurt themselves and not be there to help them pick up the pieces Mm -hmm. when you're that loyal, when it's a best friend, which Mm -hmm. obviously Nancy was for Barb. Mm -hmm. So if we were in that situation, I would have barbed the shit out of that. I would have fucking waited outside for you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, so I get laid upstairs. Yeah. If I I felt like you were in danger or like it wasn't a smart situation or it wasn't going to end well, or the fact that you weren't even supposed to be there, who knows what was going to happen to you? Kids were drinking. I would have fucking waited and barbed the shit out of that. I would have, but I would have like played fucking Parcheesi or something 
doing what I waited for you. I wouldn't have sat on the diving board all sad, feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I, I would have called more homies and started a party outside. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barb got barbed because of Barb. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't barb enough. No, she was too Barb. <laughs> too Barbie. That's what happened. Is that a real name, Barbie? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. What's it short for, Barbara? Yeah, probably. What if it was Barbie? Oh. And her it parents were the... like Biff and like Buffy yeah, or something. it changes the way I interpret the character. So we got done talking about some interesting characters. And I know you've mentioned a lot about many of the characters, but which one do you find to be your favorite? Gosh, that is so hard, honestly. Because I identify with a lot of, it's like if that made one person, all of those characters, I feel like it'd be me. It's all different things that I identify with, I guess. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the one that I can relate to the most is Joyce, just because of her age, the fact that she's a mother, she's a single mother. You know, I've ex- had experience with that. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I absolutely love the 80s. And I felt there was a time where I dressed a lot more masculine and I, I yeah. considered myself a tomboy. Mm-hmm. So it just, I feel for her. And then I can also, being the age I am now, sense like her pain, sense her heartache, sense her, her stresses, her anxieties, her worries. So, and then to top it off, she's more than that because she's more... She's a fucking badass. Mm -hmm. She's a badass mom. She's a badass friend. Like, and if she loves you, she loves you so fucking hard to the end unconditionally. Yeah. Like, once you are in Joyce's graces, which is where you want to be, like, endless, her love for you. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, the ultimate mom character for everyone, though. Not just her kids. So, I think that's why I just totally love Joyce. So... But she's also not my favorite because Hop, (laughs) I don't know why, but Hop, I also identify with and I can go on and on and on. It's too hard to choose and let's leave it at that or else I'll spend an hour on each character. (laughs) Um, I love Elle. I love I love parts of Mike, you know, like I could just go on. Okay. Dustin. (laughs) Dustin reminds me of my husband so much. I like his, like, comic relief to everything. I like the things, his antics and the things that he says, the things that he doesn't say. And I feel like, to me, I completely agree with you with everything that you just said. But, like, just for him... I look forward to his interaction to Dustin. With all the yes, characters. to be honest, the things that he says in his personality actually reminds me a lot of my son. Mm-hmm. How his little like quips and his like little sarcasm things that he says, where he's kind of like just there and you don't realize it, and then he says some funny shit, and then you're all, "Oh, hello." That kind of reminds me of my kid, which also like, and then my husband looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> But, so I totally get that. But then the funny thing is, is that I fucking love Steve. And if we go all the way through to the to the last season, I love Billy and I love Eddie. Like, mm-hmm. and it's almost like underdog type of feeling. And I'm always rooting for the underdog. Yeah. But I also feel like all of those three guys in their own way, because they all led very different, like, existences, were all like a victim of circumstance. Mm-hmm. And they all felt that they needed to stay there when they didn't have to. And there was so much more to each of them. And you could see the the goodness inside no matter what. Steve, more than all of them, he, he developed a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But... It was like this, however they pick these actors or write these characters, I'm seriously getting goosebumps as I'm talking about this. 
And the way that the actors have taken the character and developed yes. them, especially what's his name? Um, Dacre Montgomery with Billy. Yeah. Holy shnikes. Like you loved to hate him, but you were also hoping and pulling for him to come the other way. And it was an unfortunate turn, but holy crap, like those actors are just great. Yeah. They make, they pull you in and make you believe it and buy it. And you can see, even if you don't know what it is, all their years of pain and hate and everything that's built them up to be that way. Yeah. I'm totally like going all off. You guys are going to see how crazy I am about this like fucking show and why. But like, I seriously have goosebumps all over talking about it. Like the Duffer brothers were brilliant. They, the story they wrote, the way that they took it. Although, if I could, I would rewrite season two. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I, at, at, now that you're mentioning that, like, for it. sure, season one, my favorite season. Like, you can't get more original than that. That was, like, it's because it was so original, so fresh, so amazing. It, it lured, like, lured, not lured me. It, like, brought me in and kept me there. Um, season four, I thought... It was amazing. It was I mean, it was so different of a feel. Yeah. That's something else I have to say, too. I know I'm talking a lot. I swear to God, I'm going to let you talk, but I'm so excited about this. Was that one had a very specific feel. Two took it in some other weird way, which is fine. There were elements of it that I liked. But then I felt like three revived more of the 80s, like, poppy feel. Mm -hmm. And then this one's, like, dark 80s. Well, it's almost like a... Like, those like campy horror movies like that we watch like like again like the blob and all that like that feel to it where it's like scary yet at the same time not and then season four got like really really dark right it's almost like like they don't, Elm Street there's parts of it are serious but they mm -hmm. don't have to take themselves seriously because they're so fucking brilliant like it's just genuinely what it is whatever mm -hmm. it is funny scary happy like everything they do everything brilliantly the thing to me that I I I was a little worried about the show like uh during season two like I was like oh no there I not that they, it was like a total miss there was just elements in there that I thought they were taking the show in a different direction and they were tying and pulling things from season one that worked and then trying to repeat stuff but then also the the weirdness of her journey trying to find her mom that whole storyline like it kind they had I felt like it dropped the ball and brought into a different direction that I didn't want this the story to take place i wanted to go in in you know forward and not sideways in this way i wasn't expecting and it almost felt like it it didn't develop enough yeah because now it's like okay now we drop that and for forgot about it but yeah. does that mean it's gonna come back in some way and everything's gonna tie together or is this just the loose dangly piece like karate kid four or yeah maybe <laughs> maybe they were just trying to cut off some of that information just like be like we have to resolve this in some kind of way because we're not going to take it in this direction but and, people want to know you know yeah, whatever so it's not left as a mystery but at the same time it didn't need to have such dominance i think in the the episode yeah it could have been like a little blip at least to make us understand where everything because like the introduction of eight i don't get it Mm -hmm. uh, where I mean, th not only did they introduce eight, but then she left. So, how does that tie any loose ends under other than them using that as a reason for her to learn about her mother? Right. And they could have taken a million other paths to get there. Yeah. So it kind of just seemed like filler. So I mean, that's my only real criticism about the show entirely, because uh, in the in in its entire tea. 
should I would say, because what they really did well from season one to season four was develop all of these characters and intertwine them and have their stories become more rich. And then as you're watching, you're realizing that there was there was clues. There was things that were happening in the previous seasons that you need to be paying attention to that are actually starting to pop up in season four. Which is why I've gone back and binge watched mm-hmm. everything again. So like in the beginning, like they have a lot of 80s music and I thought, okay, that's really cool. That's really, you know, placing that. But there's also a lot of ties into music that was like happening throughout the entire time. So, um, and then that clock, um, I didn't notice it. You know, when uh, Vecna, sorry for any uh, spoilers, but that clock, that being that warning sign had been played in the previous seasons. But if you didn't pick up on that because you were just watching and you weren't listening, I was like, there's other like like layers of things and clues and stuff that you need to go back to like season one to realize that that had been playing when Will was in the, uh, the upside down, that you can actually hear that when they're in the upside down. Oh, interesting. So going back to that, like, and then you're seeing, like, we ended, um, we actually spent some time watching the last part of season four, and then it's giving you, like, information as to why things happened and who's responsible for things and how things kind of laid out, like, starting back into season one. And I'm, I, for me, it, it opens up those ideas of prediction. So yeah, theories, like what we think is going to happen, which is actually why we're dropping this episode today, because mm-hmm. we wanted it to coincide with. So if you guys have been following along, season four dropped seven episodes, I want to say. And so, right. and today, July 1st, they're going to drop the last two of season four. Uh, interesting to see why they did it that way. I think like it's obviously as far as like a marketing pers- perspective, pretty smart. But I'm really excited to see what the next two episodes are, are about because we're probably going to have to wait a year or longer for season five. Mm-hmm. But so many theories now. Again, spoiler alert, Vecna, who is number one. Yeah. I have this feeling that... Either Vecna is so attached to Elle because either she's the most similar to him and his abilities, which is kind of what they're alluding to, Mm -hmm. or he might be her dad. That's the other thought that I have. Like, the way that he talks to her and how he chose just her and he's really glad that she was born and all this stuff, it could be because you're the most similar to me or also because I'm your dad. There's one point in season four where he's sitting Mm -hmm. there and he's like, in a chair and Dr. Brenner's doing something to him. And he says, so then Dr. Brenner brought me here and started to make more or whatever he said. And then babies were born and then they show him like doing something to him, like some kind of injection. I don't know what the you hell. You think that all of the kids that came were, were directly from him then? No, I don't know. Okay. These are just theories. I could right. be way off. So either, Brenner was making more and none of them were as good enough as one. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, hmm, maybe I have to take it directly from one. And he found that with 11. And that's why he favored one and 11, because they were the most similar or... Or it could be something completely different. Like he's using different mothers for each child. So maybe they have some kind of link to whatever power it is. I mean, none of that's been explained yet. Yeah. So the possibilities are honestly endless of where they could take it. 
And, like, the reveal at the end where, like, Eleven basically pushes him into, like, a portal. And he goes into this portal and he basically changes. So he goes from being, like, this being, which doesn't explain his origin to begin with as a human. Right? So this, there's this human who yeah, he starts having abilities. As a, as a child. He exists, but they don't tell you what led up to that. Right. Right. He kind of is like, oh, I just realized I had abilities and I, you know... So I, I, the way, I, like, again, doesn't explain, like, where is this kid getting these abilities from? So right. there was no some idea. way that he was able to manifest things, right? Like, they gave us the origin story of Vecna, but not the origin story of this kid with abilities, basically. Right. Yeah. And then his wor- way of explaining things, like, his way of uh, looking at balancing the world is not um, so dissimilar, I guess you would say, from any other, like, villain that's out there who does things like that. Like, I'm thinking of Thanos and uh, Marvel, you know, storyline. So that's very, very similar to that. So if you guys are, like, heavy into comic books and stuff during that time, that would be some kind of similar thing that you would uh, also be tied into. So that also brings in those nerds into the (laughs) storyline. So then he's pushed into this portal and then he becomes a, a, you're not clear whether like the dimension that he's in changes him or that if he creates it with his anger and pain, was he a power source that was like attached like a battery or the, the other way around? Or was it Al? Right. Did she create his hell for him? Maybe, you know, like that's something that when I saw that I, I it didn't seem obvious to me. It mm-hmm. was like was that world there and he fell into it? Mm-hmm. Did he create that world, mm-hmm. or did she create it for him and push him into it? Mm-hmm. So my mind is like, Pew. and I I don't even know if we'll ever get the answers to some of this stuff. Yeah, we may never. Maybe someone's listening in Hollywood, but <laughs> you never know. Like again, you never know. I so don't know. I have to. We can't do this without mentioning the excitement for this season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know Hop is back. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> That's like my happiest moment. There was only like a millisecond at the end of season three where I thought Hop was actually dead, and I cried. And then I was like, "There's no fucking way they're gonna kill off Hop. He's coming back. He's coming back." And I remember when we saw that first like sneak preview where they show him in in prison and oh i was like i knew it hop (laughs) i I had a feeling i don't know like that when i I seen that that didn't worry me because i figured that's exactly what was gonna happen i didn't think that he was gone yeah there's no way my son and i were like immediately okay he didn't die he didn't die here's what happened he jumped off or he got exploded into the upside down or the russians came and they took like we were trying to come up with all these theories to like calm ourselves down from thinking about the loss of hop like we couldn't handle it (laughs) i did feel like in the season four that there's a lot of emphasis of like what he was going through in the prison what i did find a little surprising like okay i'm not a strict parent i'm very lenient in my views and like what i ex like i guess expose my kid to or my kids i had planned on letting my my students watch the show in class because they were begging me can we play season one or season four of stranger things in the class the last week of school and it was just like some of the topics i was just like whoa because just like the whole thing as far as the smoking and the, like being really blatant and open about certain things and i was just like i don't know how i feel about that when it's someone else's kid so you didn't let them watch it no i i, I let my kid because that's my no kid. i meant the students you know oh yeah i didn't even yeah. i didn't even consider it you didn't even entertain it because i'm like i don't know what much. i'm walking into like the thing i feel about it though too is i know that a lot of people were um put off by it 
But it seemed like a natural progression for where they are. Because as they develop the series, the children age and the children grow. Right. So each of those, like, different seasons is at a different age point. And it's a different journey and it's a different perspective because... That's like the natural progression of life as well. So you're at a certain age where you're young, but you're about to lose your innocence in a sense. And then you're like in middle school and you have to deal with all that torture and torment. Mm -hmm. And then as you're ending middle school and starting high school, you start getting introduced to drugs. But you're more exposed to it at that age. You come to the realization that it exists and how much it's out there. Mm -hmm. Because those kids are all experimenting because... I think Jonathan and Argyle are seniors in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And they're big potheads in this this season. So in that sense, I feel like it made sense. Like it, it fits with that yeah, time like in their childhood, you know, their mm-hmm. development stage. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people said that it was in too much excess and it was like thrown in your face. And and I, it's fine to each his own and they can, you know, feel however they feel. I, it, I didn't bother me. I did feel like... There, it was a little bit too much, like they're trying to emphasize it too much. And then instead of it being something that just is happening in the background that, like, you notice. You know what? And I almost feel like they attached it very much to Jonathan's storyline on purpose. Because also we see in this season where both Jonathan and Nancy are going through some, like, internal conflict mm-hmm. with um, deciding if the relationship that they're in fits still at this time right. frame in their and life. We, and we for all know him how long distance relationships work, work out. out. Yeah. And, and I felt too, like going all the way from uh, Illinois to, to California. Like, although that was a huge move. That And was... especially for young, for youth, for teenagers, right. you know, but my whole point to that is that I feel like they used that as a reasoning as to why Jonathan would be coming to all these epiphanies. You know, they're like, he's smoking so much weed now. So he's having like all these moments where he's like, yeah. you know, thinking about his life and his life path. And him and Argyle are like, yeah, whoa, man. But Nancy would naturally already be there. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need any help for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that they tied that into Jonathan's storyline for that reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but again, they could have used another reason, but it just didn't bother me like it bothered um, a lot of people. I don't know why it didn't. I don't I, have I a think, good reason for it. No, I think the reason is, is because the show is so appealing to pe- all ages. And sometimes those topics are not all age appropriate. Right. And I feel like, too, knowing going into a show like this, like, honestly, like, young children shouldn't be watching this anyway. Right. But it is so appealing to kids of different ages. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen little teeny tiny kids in elementary school talking about, you know, how obsessed they are with Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just really parental guidance. And it's a matter of you sitting down and explaining to your children. Not letting them sit there and watch this and drawing their own conclusions. If you want a certain narrative, then you just have to speak that to them, really. So... It's kind of like your warning there if you, you know, you think, well, they've watched all three seasons already. This will be fine. Just know that there is a lot of drug use in this season. And I'm trying to think. It seems it's not that it's scarier. Maybe for some it would be horribly scarier because there are a lot of like Vecna is really terrifying. But I think that because we've already passed like the age of like the the demigorgon and the mind flare, like you'd have to get really fucking bad to be super scary. And it's just not meant to be, I think, that demonic or terrible. 
Um, well, the the but, more you're getting to know who Vecna is, to me, the less scary he is. Right. The less frightening it is. Because then you, well, I don't want to give that away. Yeah. But definitely. And you'll see why. The storyline, oh, I have to tell you this. There's a scene in season four that my son and I probably rewound like four times and watched over and over again. The way that it was filmed reminded me of a a total like 80s action movie with today's technology. Like what we could have done in the 80s if Mm -hmm. we had this technology Mm -hmm. today. It's for sure Will and Jonathan and Mike are all together in their house in California and they're trying to make a plan about what to do. I don't want to give the story away. And they're waiting for Argyle. And there are two agents, I guess, in the house kind of like guarding them to Mm -hmm. make sure that no harm comes and that they don't go anywhere. They they ordered pizza. They're waiting for Argyle to deliver their pie. And there's a knock at the door and they assume that that's what it is. But then men come in. With guns. Yeah. You know what scene I'm talking about? Okay. This scene to me was so badass the way it was filmed and like how they got out of the house. There were parts of it where I felt like a normal movie would have cut and they didn't cut. And that just added to like the drama. And like I was thinking to myself along the terms of how many takes did they have to do this? Did they get it in one? That was a brilliant action escape scene for me like honestly and the funny thing is is not only did i think it but my son thought it at the same time we were all we need to play that again and watched it three or four times and then showed it to my husband so i'm probably building it up way too much and you're gonna be like (laughs) frankie plays but like seriously i loved that it was very memorable for me it will stick with me what um not just in season four, but like in all four seasons. Were there any characters that you felt the series should have done, could have done without? Like that were just not. Well, I mean, in in the case of the friend Argyle, I felt like he was just an extra character, like to be like just the the guy who drives him around. I didn't feel like he really added much to the story, but I like I understand like why they put him in there. But... Yeah, it was almost like to help. Uh, you realize Ch- Jonathan's transition. Like, he's in a different place now. These are who his friends are now. Like, yeah, it, also that, but, like, he was giving him advice about, like, his girlfriend mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm like, that like that could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and then also, like, I felt like he was a caricature of somebody who would live in California. I didn't feel, it almost didn't feel... felt like the only thing that the series has made where it was, like, a purposeful pop 80s throw it in there. To make it fit in that time kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe like if he had a more integrated part with everybody else or something and like it, there's something else to him that we're going to find out, like maybe I, like I'm misjudging that. So I think I, I, I did think when I was watching that, like, I, I don't know. I was surprised. I, mean, I, answer that. I was surprised to see like it what seemed like how little Lucas had to do with this season. Yeah, to me that too, but at the same time, like it felt like he had made it a conscious decision to, to detach himself from the group. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted to be cool and he wanted to be like a part of the sports thing. And then I've 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 known people who who did that, like were friends or close to me during high school and then all of a sudden like you know they joined the, the football the, the baseball right. team and then all of a sudden that became their life and they were too cool to say hi to you or yeah. be associated with you so on one hand that's that's totally normal uh, what i found was a little disappointing is that they didn't give him as much time on there. i felt like he could have been at that stage but when start things started like really going down he should have been in there 
more integrated in there. That, that's just the way I felt about it. They had to do like a story arc, you know? That's yeah. what it seemed like. They had to do it, but it, it kind of lasted maybe a little bit longer than we would have wanted it to maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Lucas really has a good heart and he was a good kid no matter what. He was trying to bring his friends along and just kind of realized that the two worlds could not yeah. work out. Yeah. And that makes sense. I don't know, like... And I love the little, the little like, <laughs> how Steve is jealous of Dustin's relationship with Eddie. <laughs> like, he's got another older man friend, you know? <laughs> I love those little, those little added things that they had in there. Robin is a hoot. I freaking love Robin so much. She does, she's adorable and she does great in this. And I don't know, like, I, I'm trying to think of where the future of this could go. And there's so many possibilities that spending time... <laughs> Trying to explain all those would be like 17 episodes. Uh, But I'm curious to know what you guys think. Like, if you've watched the new season, who's your favorite character? Who do you feel like they could have done without? Is this your favorite season? Do you say it blows? Are you even invested anymore? Right. Or if you have any predictions of how, like, the rest of the season um, is going to finish or even what season five would can possibly be about. Yeah. Being at this space right now where we are with the season. I'd love to hear any of your theories. Like, what you think. Maybe you what I said about number one being Elle's dad really pissed you off or... <laughs> well, like, it never, I never considered that, like, as far as, like, when he appeared in, in that situation. Or maybe, like, he just was looking for an equal because everyone else... Yeah, which is what it alludes to. Yeah, because everybody else to him seems like they're beneath him and there's finally somebody he can, like, relate to. But the feels- interesting thing, too, is that it wasn't two, three, four, five, even ten. It was one, one. He's one, and then there was one one. Yeah, which means two. Right. Right. And I thought I did pick up on the numerology about that. I did think that was interesting. Then I know that that means something. I know that there's nothing in there that they have placed that doesn't mean something. Right. Even, even simple stuff like if you guys are fans of like 80s action stuff and you've ever seen Predator, then you'd know that the town Hawkins comes from one of the characters that dies early off in Predator. That there's also a character named Billy in Predator. And what was the other thing that was big? It was... Oh, and Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper is the name of a character in Predator. So they that's what I like about it is that they take all these ties from from real movies mm-hmm. or real situations mm-hmm. or real time in the past and they put it all together and make this brilliant show. So if we haven't convinced you enough by now, intrigued you at all, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. You really just need to watch it. Yeah, start from season one. Start Skip taking season some two. notes. Just kidding. <laughs> Get <laughs> no. the Cliff's notes for season two. <laughs> say hi to Sean Astin. Oh, Bob. You know what? Bye, and Bob. I know you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She. Okay, so Bob, you guys. Sean Astin. He's so nerdy. Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Coming together with Winona Ryder as her love interest, which was seemed like a bizarre fit. Mm-hmm. It really did. And then to see them making out definitely solidified the fact that it was a bizarre fit. Awkward. Uh, yeah, it was really awkward. It seemed like... Any windows awkward. Right. It, it seemed like they were trying to write into the show that Joyce and Bob were really in love and into each other. But, like, the characters, or not even the characters, just, like, the actors couldn't portray that. It looked like Sean Astin was really <laughs> had a good chemistry with... 
himself. I, and then and then Winona Ryder had chemistry with nobody. <laughs> I felt that that was like purposeful. she was trying to convince us. No, I don't. I I felt like they were purposely making it that his character Bob was really into her, and she was showing that she was just kind of okay with him. But she didn't. She didn't. I didn't get that from her. I didn't get that she was kind of okay with him. I got that as vulnerable as J- Joyce is, and so closed off and can't open up. That was as much as she could give, and that was all she could give to him. And she thought it was her all because it was at that time. But if you watch season four, when she's really fucking in love. She has a ton to give. And not only that, but before that, think about the power of love for her kids and how she is with them. So it was like vulnerability when it comes to a relationship about love. Because even with Hop, he kept trying to get her to go out and she would not. She was so closed off. And there's something more to her and Hop's story that they have not told us yet. And I felt that, too. Like, when he was, like, noticing the two of them were dating, like, you can see the tinge of jealousy. Like, you can feel that. It was, like, heartbreak. Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, you're with him? And, like, really? Seriously? Like, and, like, her looking at him, like, well, like, you didn't, like, you didn't try to, maybe she just wants somebody to tell her that, that this is what needs to happen. I don't know with who she was with before her ex-husband and then seeing her relationship with Hop. It makes me realize there's there's a ton of shit in Joyce's story that we don't know about. And I don't know if we're ever going to feel or learn. And then the connection between her and Hop is huge. They were in high school together. Her ex-husband makes like when he found out that like Hop was helping her, he was really upset. Right. Yeah. And there's a story. So it makes me feel like, you know, Hop. I don't, it could be anything, but I'm thinking like maybe Hop's daughter died and he was at a bar and maybe she was at a bar and then something happened and then it caused the divorce or the rift, even though that her ex was a total jackass. Mm -hmm. Like I have no clue. Or it could go back as far as high school. Maybe they were dating or messed around. Like, but I'm excited to learn that story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if they do not develop it in these next two episodes that they drop today, they better tell us by the time they end the series or I'm going to write the Duffer Brothers every day until they tell me what happened between <laughs> Joyce and Hopper. <laughs> I need to know. I need that story. I don't want my own story. I want to know what you know. Do you hear me, Duffer Brothers? Do you hear me? <laughs> I need don't that. Don't piss Frankie off. <laughs> don't let me down. Her email typing is very fast. Yeah, I don't even care if we never get more development on Baby Vecna or anything. You're I gonna need be, to know the Joyce Hopper story. You're going to be hearing forever. <laughs> the little clicks on the every day. They're like, oh, there's another email from Frankie from you didn't ask. Haven't we blocked her yet? <laughs> I need to know. That's all I need to know. How about you? Is there anything else that you feel like you need developed? Or are you just going to wait and see what happens? I think I'm I'm on the wait and see. I, I feel like I want to know more of the background of Vecna and where all this stuff came from. And then I think everything else I'm okay with, like, it being revealed. Like, I have my opinions about it or I'm just going with the flow. I just like, let me know what it is. I, don't, I, I really don't want Steve and what's her name back to get, me to get back. Me either. I feel like 
the way like they're alluding that he wants her back and that she uh, is like giving him signals that she wants his attention. And I was like, you got a you have a boyfriend, but it's One, not just them. It's like everyone around them is telling them too, like you need to get back together, either right. spelling it out exactly or not saying it just like that. Right, and I, I feel like no offense to um Nancy, Nancy, but when you tell someone. That your relationship is bullshit and you were just doing that just because whatever reason, whatever stage or phase you're going in through life, regardless of like how you feel about them afterward, maybe you have a realization that they were something that was good for you. He should have more self-esteem and just be like, you know what, that, yeah, that that's fucking broke me. Thing. And even though I'm desperate to have a new girlfriend and to have somebody in my life, I know that like it can't be you. But they're also showing, and I, he needs to have that realization. Okay, so here's three things can happen. Either Nancy and Jonathan are going to break up and not go with anyone else. Or they're going to stay together. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to break up and Nancy's going to end back up with Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve has never been able to move on from Nancy. He's tried very hard. Yes. Several times. Yes. But cannot develop any sort of like real feelings for anyone because he is so stuck on this girl. And she said their relationship was bullshit. And we know initially only stayed with him kind of out of pity for him coming back for them mm-hmm. when she really wanted to be with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Now Jonathan's in a place where he's in California. She's in wherever Hawkins. And they're not even trying to make an effort to meet in the middle. Yeah. You know, and it's like they both have moved on already. And they both were but resentful are that the other didn't come to-, come to them. But at the same time, they're both very, very, very very vocal about all the things that they respect and love about the other. So it's not for lack of love. I will say that, Mm -hmm. but I think it's more of uh, uh, where they are in lives and what their goals and everything are, Mm -hmm. but it would be really shitty for them to break up and her go back with Steve until she figures out that she's ready for Jonathan or whatever. This is like super soap opera part of Stranger Things, but like seriously. She also said she didn't want to end up being a housewife in that that same town. That's one thing she did not want to end up. And if she goes back with Steve, that's exactly where she's going to end up. And that's another thing about being with him that she didn't like just like because he was his family and everything was really integrated into that town he was mr cool guy popularity this is exactly what her mom yeah not in in not going to school which is where her goals are and where jonathan's goals are yeah totally like they their goals don't match but i feel like for some reason she's super attracted to that she's gonna end up with eddie like it (laughs) seems that would be awesome it seems like it doesn't seem you can see that she has an intense and different love for both of those guys, mm-hmm. which sucks. Which is also what high school was about. <laughs> there are lots of love triangles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it all just fits in the time. And you said Eddie. So, yes, <laughs> I love freaking Eddie. I think he's my favorite new character yeah, he's in to- this season. He's, uh, one, okay, he's a drug dealer. And, like, not. I'm not saying anything about drug dealers, because they're different types of drug dealers. <laughs> and, like, he's the kind of lovable, huggable kind that, like, you don't mind. Not the one that you're scared of because he lives, like, down the street and he's going to, like, shank well, you. Well, you're scared of him if you don't know him. If you don't know him, you are terrified of him. He's, like, 
hellfire club he's really loud and like ah, and his opinion is the only one that matters so if you're easily intimidated and you yeah, don't I know who he me, is in a person normal. he's he can right. be terrifying but for everyone else that can see through his bullshit and know that he has like this heart of gold at least he doesn't even realize it himself mm-hmm. but he he he's a good i think he's a good egg we'll mm-hmm. see as time goes on but those are my feelings about yeah i hope they keep him through um season four and then he continues in season five because i really think that he's really i was cool so character. scared that he was gonna die this season like they you know introduced him and then like bob you know i yeah. was so afraid <laughs> <laughs> we still have two episodes left then please because i killed billy and that was devastating for me because i was rooting for billy the whole time to like realize and he did but just too late he said it was like the ultimate love though the sacrifice <sighs> So I just don't want that to happen to mm-hmm. Eddie because I love that fucking character so much. <laughs> I love it so much. I think I'm going to be him for Halloween. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I've, we've, the family has already talked about this. We're going as characters from Stranger Things. But my son knows and I think my husband knows. But I think I'm I'm between Joyce and Eddie and I might go Eddie. I've already been Susie. Like what else? I could be Robin, but. I'm not cool enough to be Robin. I have no desire to be Nancy. Mm-mm. I want to be zombie Barb. <laughs> that would be amazing. With all the upside down stuff stuck to her face, those little like branches and like bugs all glued on my face. Like, come see. Awesome. You guys, let us know what your thoughts on. I'm like I said, I'm dying to hear what other people's theories are. I'd love to pick your brains about this. So if, if you there's have other an idea. patterns you've noticed, things that we didn't mention, character plots that you want developed, um, let us know. Uh, yeah, there wasn't us. enough time for us to talk about everything. No, it'd but... be three hours, and we don't think that you guys have <laughs> the listening uh, attention span to go that far with us to hear us babble on about every single little nook and cranny of the show. But again, we want your ideas. We'll let you guys finish the conversation. But before you go, let me just say this. Follow us on social media. (laughs) Uh, So TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the good places. You can visit us online at youdidn'ask13.com. Please support our podcast yes. and go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash you didn't ask 13. And you can either do a one-time donation or you can do a monthly subscription. Any little bit helps. And again, as we said, if you can't support that way, we totally understand. Mm-hmm. Just pass it on. Word of mouth would be spectacular. Uh, and go check out our upcoming events and you guys could come talk to us in person and tell us your ghost stories or your thoughts on stranger things yeah if you want to fight about that or aliens <laughs> or whatever it is anything we're weird or spooky ears. we're open yeah open ears open minds open arms <laughs> so until next time you guys if you're going to be paranormally active always use protection